welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. And today, it's going to be a good one. I can feel it. I can feel <laughs> it in my waters. Um, we got two guests with us. Two. Two. At the what? same time. Yeah. Um, right, well, I guess let's just introduce them. First of all, a man who I've known for all 29 years. 29, 29 years? years yeah. 29 years of his life. Uh, it's my little bro, Toby. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Hi. Uh, and then we've also got an old friend of ours. Um, how would you describe yourself? Come on, we've got to have a, got to have a short bio. A maverick. <laughs> loose, that, right? loose cannon uh, our good friend Morgan who uh, yeah loves everything insta famous yeah. insta famous nah, nah, come nah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very impressed by your podcast voiceover uh, is, some people have said that before very soothing I feel like I should go into uh, voiceover do yeah. some sleep stories do some just, sleep uh, stories meditations. for sure yeah, yeah. people yeah. team curry as long as you're not listening to this in a car and like putting you to sleep you like plow into the middle of the fucking central yeah, reservation don't sue us, you'll be alright um, but yeah we got Toby who is what you're, you're lifting He's doing those yeah, big lifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying, trying. We're getting there. They keep getting all shy. Yeah, so. like, <laughs> don't be like talking about it, you know. Well, I'm so not like Morgan. Do Morgan it, Morgan's the, uh, well, I talk the about king of uh, self-promotion. Like, you're like English, like bench lifting champion now, right? <laughs> bench lifting. Bench lifting. Bench lifting. No, I, uh, yeah. You went to did all right. Did all right. The Canada last year. Last, last weekend. And uh, your competition is like what 180k now, which went yeah, up 10k plus. in like space of like what a few months, right? Yeah, a couple so of months. So absolutely yeah. smashing it. Um, yeah, and you've right. got a competition in the next in summer, in summer, yeah. so yeah. So make sure you keep an eye out for that, and yeah. it's just gonna keep growing like a cloud. Big old cloud. <laughs> I don't think he's got much space to keep growing, <laughs> to be fair. And what about you, Morgan? What have we, uh, like Toby said, insta famous? Um, so what are you up to? I've generally known for footwear. Um, which is sort of like my main job and passion so there is no line between my job or my hobby which makes my whole life very very fun um, but yeah I love like movies huge nerd like me and Toby have been friends since like day dot I think we're approaching almost like 20 years um, oh. now, um, yeah I was going to yeah. say the bromance bro 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 the bromance hang stick in the very air very strong. <laughs> um, and yeah it's just like Warhammer Movies, Star Wars, Star Trek, everything. Before we turn the mics on, me and Morgan were just boring everyone. We were talking about D&D &D and Warhammer the entire time. So, uh, yeah, we've got some of that we're coming doing, up. We're, we're hoping that everyone is literally going to be massive nerds about this film anyway. So anyone who's listening to this will know the film. Uh, it's Backwards number, and frontwards. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of the most quotable films on the list, I think. And it's, it's number 72. Um, and it came out in 1986 directed by James Cameron it is Aliens so when we were doing the uh, when we put out the list we sort of put our feelers out to a few friends about uh, which of which of the films on the list they would be most excited to maybe guest on or talk about or give their feelings on and uh, this one got a lot of people's attention yeah a lot of people a lot of people were like oh let me do Aliens let me do Alien and I was like mm, we'll see the we'll see about one, that the next the one same this that, one what's that the next one up after that that people were most excited about is The Shining which is at number two on the list yeah. so yeah, the we, fact that we got that excited about it we got, we got some way to go before, before we get to uh, The Shining but yeah. yeah Aliens 
I fucking love this movie. What a, <laughs> as soon as it finished last night, me and Kirsty never talked during the movie. As soon as it finished, I was like, hot damn, that's a fucking good movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. It's like 34 years old and it still holds up. It's it looks incredible. So it looks, it looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. We watched the, the, the 1990 special edition, like Blu-ray, all the bells and whistles. It, it looks just as good as any movie they're bringing out at the moment, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, you know, it's like one of the first films that actually had a special edition release for it. Oh really? Yeah, because they had to cut it because it was so long, and they were trying to work out like which bits they could cut, and so some of the bits with like learning about Ripley's daughter and like some of the extra bits and pieces that they put in there, they cut out of the sort of theatrical release, and then they put them back in for the special edition. But there's still some other bits as well which they didn't include, which I kind of wish they did. Yeah, because I read about this because they were concerned about the runtime being too long and mm. how many times they could play it per day in a cinema and how much money they could make. Yeah. So when they dropped it on TV the first time, mm. they put all those bits back in. Yeah. But they took out the swearing all the blood. Yeah. So it was sort of yeah. like 50-50, right? Yeah, the bit there is like, the, um, I think I wrote it down, like the, the word fuck shows up 25 times. 18 of those are said by Hudson. I was going to say Hudson. 18 is Hudson. He says, he says man 35 times. But the bit where um, Ripley says, like, you don't see them fucking each other over for a goddamn percentage. Like, they obviously couldn't, like, flipping out anyway so they changed it to fricking <laughs> so it just became the, the weakest yeah the weakest line but I think it was the first, like a really I think, strong one and then the first thing we have to go <laughs> over is uh, our favourite game Paxton or Pullman or Paxman wait what Paxton I, I said Paxman <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong wrong, is, wrong, uh, wrong yeah Bill, Bill Paxton <laughs> Bill Paxman <laughs> grilling the aliens um, yeah so anyone want to start off what you got anyone got any initial thoughts just on just what, what you love about it basically yeah. did you remember the first time you saw it did you watch I, it with me yeah first I think time? I watched it with you when I was a kid many many years ago mm-hmm. and I was talking to Morgan last night I said I don't think I've actually seen it in the last four years Ooh. so mm. watching it again last night was really good really refreshing and it's just like it's one of those films that's the perfect kind of blend of sci-fi horror and action Mm-hmm. Like there's really good elements of all three it's things. quite hard to do that as well too. Yeah, without, without one taking a dip and I think from you know the f- after the first kind of quarter of the film there's just this growing sense of dread mm. yeah. and just claustrophobia and it just mm-hmm. you know what's coming well, and James, it just keeps, that's what I love about coming. the film James Cameron's just a master, you know what I mean? Like, the tension just, like, ratchets up so, so quickly. As soon as they arrive on LV2... 426. 426. Mm. So I feel like I feel <laughs> deep, deep shame. Get out. Get out. <laughs> but as soon as, they, as soon as they arrive there, like, it's just, like, non-stop. Like, at, yeah. like tension from start to finish. Um, it's almost like the film's just got a timer on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah, like it's right. just ticking down. Like, they know something's going to happen. Either, like, the alien's going to get back to... The uh, to Earth, um, or they're all going to get killed. Yeah. So, but it's so tight in the um, like the little bits that I love about it. When I was reading up about it, is like there's there's so many classic bits like the um, like the motion sensor, just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then beeping. when it starts be- beeping, yeah. Um, like towards the end, like the minimum safe distance warnings. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about that is that um, where you've got the voice saying like you have 15 minutes to reach minimum safe distance, it is exactly yeah, 15 say, minutes from that to when the nukes blow. Lad, 
yeah. they timed it perfectly which like the other one the other bit just like that is the um, the sentry guns as well mm. where it's like you don't even see like mm. it's terrifying like you're not even you can getting, hear it you don't even get to see the aliens and all it is is just like a countdown of the number of bullets left yeah mm. and it's like 50% down gum gum D it's, it's dry so and I was just like oh man it's so tense yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean the, brilliant. The, the practical effects are incredible it was Stan Winston who did like Blade Runner Edward Scissorhands after they saw the Queen Alien in this it was why Steven Spielberg was like I have to get you to do like the full size T-Rex for Jurassic Park oh yeah, yeah Stan Winston yeah, yeah, yeah like, absolute, just absolute legend yeah absolute genius but like yeah the practical effects were amazing when you consider that it was like so much of it was miniatures as well yeah they actually mm. did like the, the scenes and stuff like the Fox execs were um really pissed off at them because they were like well you've obviously blown your budget on these huge set pieces and yeah. stuff and they were like no most of them are, are done in miniature it's, so uh, no, it's kind it, of amazing I, even when I was watching it last night it was only starting to dawn on me then like these are all miniatures it looks mm. it, everything yeah, about the, the design APC, of the movie all the flyers and yeah. Everything, yeah. The, the, the APC was real though the APC yeah. was real yeah. yeah APC was actually which is I was like truck. amazed about because I only learned that this morning I was watching like yeah. a little documentary it's like a, it was like a, a truck they used to tow yeah. like 747 it'd, it'd be a tug yeah, yeah. Or like or a, a tug I'm surprised they didn't just strap you to the front of it yeah just pull it along it was like 75 tons and they then stripped out the whole of the inside and it got it down to about 35 tons but they had to reinforce the floor under it because it was so heavy but it looks incredible yeah like it's cool. such a cool vehicle like everything about the design of it is in, is so good mm. the one thing the one thing that always gets me why the costume designers in sci-fi movies they always feel like the collar like yeah, love the collar. Love the collar, like, Burke. Burke. <laughs> Burke is the sleazeball, but constantly has the collar up. It's like uh, the, the one thing that we've got wrong in modern society. We need to be updating the collar. Like the collar needs What's a real. So we, we, need a, we need a real paradigm shift in the way that we design collars. It's, uh, <laughs> is that what we're taking away from this film? But like obviously. I swear, doesn't Fifth Element have like everyone have? They always have like no collars, or there's some kind of like little twist on the collar. Like you know what people are going to be wearing in the year twenty four fifty two weird fucked up collars that's it I don't know if that's like a like a conscious decision from like the when they're thinking about like what's going to be on camera when you're basically talking heads so you're like from sort of shoulder yeah, yeah. level up you've got to show something that makes you look like you you're are in the future, in the future. Yeah. yeah so like if they can't do it with like all the clothes they've got that plus the hair plus weird eyebrows a lot of the time mm. yeah but not in this film <laughs> no they're pretty, no weird they're pretty regular let's regular talk looking. let's talk about the clothes well, everybody's just going for their necks isn't it yeah it's exactly like neck attacks <laughs> <laughs> protective neckwear what's uh we need to talk about clothes yeah we need to talk about the shoes yeah. in in particular mm -hmm. morgan well we, we were talking about we were talking about the the general battle suits that the, the troopers troopers are wearing uh -huh. they are so great because they're all customized with um sort of like that World War Two almost like pin up text like mm. they've all yeah, sort of yeah. written their own graffiti over them and yeah. like it's just personalised and makes each trooper individual which is really nice and it, it sort of you get that across without having it explained to you too much you know mm, what I mean yeah. like oh this guy's the big guy and this guy's the, like, the smart little techie guy you know they don't do that so much um, but yeah the shoes are oh, the shoes <laughs> tell, tell us about the shoes. Some you of know the most by? famous trainers. In, yeah, I in think I, th I think the, going, the most really? famous movie shoe because it was uh, maybe not. Uh, as well, I was going to say Back to the Future. The mags are probably yes, more but famous. it was it was. I think these were available before the mag, mm. so it was like the first time you could purchase it. Mm. I'd have to double check, but like for me, 
Like the mags were like the mags in it, but like for, I always thought Aliens was cooler. For me, if I was, I, I could never see myself wearing those Back to the Future shoes, but you I could one hundred percent wear those yeah. Aliens. The Stompers. Yeah, yeah. Stompers. yeah. yeah. they're they so incredible. good. I love the fact that they're Reebok branded in the yeah. film as well. Yeah, it's like, like Wayland Utani. Like everything's like this weird, like uh, like sci-fi dystopian. You know, like the company kind of like uh, brands everything, and then all of a sudden you just get even even Reebok still going. Because I mean, back in that time as well, Reebok would have been top of its game. Yeah, so, yeah, like sure. absolutely top. So like, yeah, it was pretty much them versus Nike at that point. Um, and yeah, to have them to have a shoe, um, in the, I think it's just trying to show them that they'd be so big in the future as well. Yeah, that they're um, like interplanetary. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably got Reebok time and space, yeah. <laughs> like Reebok mining, mining operations, <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. Are they your favourite movie shoe? Um, I mean, what other movie shoes are, can you think of off the top of your head like without going on a tangent? Ones. I mean, like, I'm, for some reason I'm seeing like George of the Jungle with his air up tempos, and then you've got like Jumanji and like White the, the Barclays. White um, can't jump. White yeah, but I'm just trying to think Command of like horses. proper movie, like shoes that are so tied into the plot. Line. Do the right thing. The Jordans. The Jordans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think yeah, I think the Alien Stoppers are probably my oh, favourite. Oh no, you know what? There is a there was a range of footwear made by Adidas for Running Man. Um, oh, yeah, no, which oh man, they've got yeah, yeah, still awesome. hasn't still hasn't been produced or seen the line of day, which are awesome. They're like rigger boots, yeah, yeah, like loads of crazy stuff, and they're some of my favourite movie shoes. But yeah, for like, are they the ones that he wears when they're wearing the like, the proper suit. when they're in the yeah. with the full yeah. spandex suits? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I def I think the Alien Stompers, I think it's just because they're so designed for the future, but like in that weird like futuristic style. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's kind of like lo-fi, yeah. like not like that kind of like ribs everything ribs yeah. kind of like yeah yeah because they're like a weird length as well right they're not just like high tops they like no, go like full weight yeah, yeah, yeah they calf. can't go up your calf um is it can you have a pair right i've got two pairs you got two <laughs> yeah <laughs> hook me up yeah <laughs> actually no i think i've got i think i've got six pairs but not of the ones you're thinking of <clears throat> so i've got um the friends and family version, which comes in the big flight case, the Wayland Utani, okay, yeah, yeah. It's got, like, shipping oh, crate, man. That's, it's, it's amazing. It's love, it's love a good bit of memorabilia, look good yeah. prop. Mm -hmm. Then I've got a pair that I've worn, which just came in standard, but well, not standard, it's still a crazy box, yeah. but it's just a cardboard box. And then I've got two packs of the um, Queen and Power Loader special editions. Oh, the yeah. yellow ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're so, so good. Got, Two of those, which are actually, um, I don't think you've worn them. No, one, worn one them. is yeah, the Queen Zeno mill, so it's kind of yeah, like they're black. not in the best condition because they were bought from uh, a Scottish retailer in the sales, but the retail of the pack was something like three hundred quid. Wow! And I was just like, look, I can't be like, they I love the shoes, and I love the film, but they're not the ones that are actually worn in the movie because they're yellow. Mm. Ones are shiny. The ones made like shiny black, like basically yeah, the Queen, mm. yeah. and they're also really difficult to wear like you know, it'd be hard to pull a fit off but um <laughs> a fit. A fit. get that fit right <laughs> get a fit right but um yeah i picked them up for like 40 quid for the double box 40 quid yeah. Yeah. Oh so my God. If, if you wanna if you wanna we actually went to purchase <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we'll parlay yeah. when the mics yeah, are yeah, on yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> me and me and morgan actually went to the launch of that shoe pack 
Reebok, didn't we? Yeah. With Reebok. Yeah, I was... And it was very cool because it was a, a way before cinema release sc- private screening of Alien Covenant, wasn't it? Yes. But we did, um, so I've been to two over the years. The, I went to one where they did Aliens and they did it in the Fox building. And they did it in the like the executive's cinema. So it's like the best sound system money can buy, the best seats, everything. And we watched Aliens in there, and that was oh God, crazy. That was incredible. Oh. Was that for the launch of the, 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 the original, original yeah, Stomper? The original okay. Stomper. And that was, I was the only one basically, I was just getting off in the corner. Do you know what I mean? I was, <laughs> I was foaming at the mouth. I was really enjoying well, the, it. The mouth and there were all these shoe guys around just on their phones. I'm like, look, look. And uh, then yeah, then we went and saw uh, Covenant together, and that was yeah, that, that was really really good. And that's when they launched that yeah that it's a bit twin sad, pack man, with the Queen and the the loader. I think we've got quite a while. So we've got when's the next like big anniversary? I think we've sort of done it now. Fortieth was last year for yeah, the original yeah. film yeah. for seventy nine. So be twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. Yeah, another six years. We what fortieth? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like they came out. That was a couple of years ago that the that the Stompers came out, and then I just quickly looked up like the the Air Mags, the ones that they had for um, Back to the Future, were 2011, and yeah. then they did the self lacing pair in like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, the 2011 so, pair were auction only, um, and they were and auctioned then, for Parkinson's for yeah. Michael J. Mm-hmm. Fox's. Mm-hmm. And I Charity. was sat outside the auction because I didn't have nowhere near the money to, <laughs> to put a bid in. But I was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can get a pin. Or uh, like they had like memorabilia that you could pick up. So mm. bought pins for 50 quid, which was a lot of money oh for a pin. God, yeah. And then they ended up reprinting the pin like eight years later. <laughs> no <laughs> 15 quid. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> exactly the same. Like no difference at all. Why, um, did they, why did they decide to do these like even release them was there like some particular reason or were they like just like, edition, like the is, it, is it is that what it was it was just for the yeah. anniversary I, just, yeah. I, was, I, I think, think it was just an anniversary I think it was an anniversary and I think there's people within Reebok that really do care about like that sort of stuff like I think it's a real big part of their DNA mm. um, and they're just like movie nerds and stuff like that and I've sp- spoken to some of the guys in there and they just love it um, I remember they did uh, they've done Shoes with Predator yeah mm. um and yeah, various other movies, and they always, I, I don't know who did the Predator shoe, but like, I always just like, want to start, ah, just ruined it. You ruined no good? It. No good no, at all. No, so could really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really terrible. You have to show me after. Yeah. I'm just thinking the only other pair of famous Reeboks I can really remember from movies is uh, that Super Mario Brothers, when the, when the, remember the little bomb? There's a, you remember no. the bomb, like the little wind up bomb, yeah. and it's like going across, and it's got like the little weird because it's like a little wind ages. up toy, yeah. And then it goes across, and then it's got right before it explodes, it like shows it from underneath the grate, and it's like wearing a pair of re- and it's got Reebok written oh. underneath it. That's the only I, never knew that. I think they're not real, you know what I mean? But uh, this the only famous pair of Reeboks I can really think of other than those ones. But with, yeah, with going back to the shoes, there's in the movies, there's like two versions, so like Bishop wears yeah. a mid. Bishop wears um, the like kind of mid top, and then which which has pair. released in the past in Japan, um, and they've done that shoe a few times, and they've done different versions of it, like the Stomper Low, done like a club sleeve, a stomp a Stomper like flap. The pair you're wearing now, there's like a yeah. Stomper version where they've got the flap over it, which is based on the Stomper. Yeah. Um, but the actual um, the the one that every the the Ripley version, um, that 
that came out when that was that anniversary. Yeah. And that's. Are they comfortable to wear? Because I got to imagine they're like coming really, out of the car. Really it's comfortable. Really. Yeah. They're I got really weird. I got like giant car yeah, yeah. 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 I just do. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if they're gonna. If I, not that I'm ever gonna be able to afford a pair, but. I just feel like I would never be able to rock a pair I don't like see, that. I don't see me and Ollie again on cars in a pair. I'm just thinking of like the two bits where you actually like clearly see it. So it's where she's loading she's, herself yeah, into the, the loader. loader. Yeah. And then the next bit is uh, when she's looking at, when she's trying to get the queen out of the airlock and like she grabs her foot. Yeah. When she's on yeah. the ladder, you yeah. see it there. You and see the shoe. Because yeah. yeah. the thing is as well, it's not like in Back to the Future where the shoe is like, front and centre and they like really sort of like focus it's, it's, it's yeah. the thing is it's such a cool looking shoe that you catch a glint of it and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa what was that, was that? Oh, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. see that and I want to wear a pair of and those and it fits into the whole design of just like yeah. the, the era that is shot in so well um, yeah, so those amazing ad campaign posters wasn't there yeah. of, of the picture of Ripley with the, the double strap gun yeah. uh, and the pulse rifle holding taped you, together yeah. holding you and it just got the, the alien stompers like yeah I think, I think the tagline was something like oh, oh it was something like oh, I need to get it up but it was basically like oh killing aliens in like 19 blah 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 and now available in 20 yeah 20 it's an awesome poster yeah. really good poster completely messed that like tagline up but yeah, it was something like that it we, got, we got like, it yeah. we got a gist we of it. it what is your you've mentioned this now you've mentioned this movie a couple of times though what is the best squad Predator or Aliens if you had to take one of those squads into battle tricky, with you you take the Predator squad really yeah, yeah. The, the, the guys in Predator are more kind of grizzled and they're all just kind of meatheads really in Aliens there's like a little bit more variation in was, character yeah that would obviously be... you got the guy who's in Shawshank Oh, it I was just, him. Yeah, it oh, is it him. is. It's him. Oh. And I just every time I see him, I just think of he's the, yeah. the, the bull, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Short shank. Yeah. And he just think, yeah, creeps just, me out. I just sort of feel like even like one single me- member of like the Predator squad could take out the whole like alien squad pretty easy. Just made like Jesse Ventura just going in there. Just, yeah, like, but they did bang heads. Goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. But. But you say that they all got wiped out by Predator, and look what happens when Alien meets Predator. Mm. They fight up, and mm-hmm. there's a pretty even, mm-hmm. even yeah. battle there. Yeah, yeah. But what we were saying earlier about like the crew and how like they decided to sort of personalize the armor and everything like that is actually the cast that personalized their own ones. So like, um, full touch. Yeah, mm. like Bill Bill Paxton has got like his wife's name on it, where it nice. says Louise. That's his wife's real name. Um, and they actually sent the crew minus. Um, uh, Paul Reiser who played Burke um, Sigourney Weaver and the gear. Um, Gorman yeah, I was going to say they Gorman sent, yeah they sent all, they sent the rest of the crew on like a two week intensive like army training oh, thing oh okay so they bonded so yeah. they bonded they learnt how like they would have been acting if they were actually part of a crew and they made it so that the first scenes that you see them where they're in like the mess hall when they wake up from the sleep pods and stuff was one of the last scenes that they filmed so that they had like months of working together so you yeah. have this you can kind repertoire. of feeling can, of yeah well you yeah. can immediately tell you know oh. what I mean that's, that's what shows yeah. you like a good a good production a good director like to understand that the cast need that in order to kind of like put across feel like they would die for yeah, each other yeah exactly yeah. and also the fact that they didn't send someone like Gorman on that 
on that training because when he comes he's in, he's like away from it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he's like, how many how many drops have you done? He's like thirty. Was it thirty eight simulations? Two two combat, including, including this one. one. <laughs> it's like, and we're in it. And, you know, what I mean, and th- and that just kind of like really leads into those really great character moments you get later on, like when. Um, uh, Vasquez in the air duct, air duct fucking yeah. blows the alien away and then they're all coming from both sides and then Gorman like decides to go back and get her because yeah. Yeah. he's like proven himself yeah. and then they Not have that a... great moment with the like when he just like detonates the grenade and I was yeah. like those are the things that's like... such a like a weird touching moment as well yeah, yeah. You know, it really is in that sort of situation like it's almost like they want to say like, they, they love each other yeah, yeah. you always get that in their life but they're just like they just grab each other really tight and they're just yeah. like fuck it let's go and well, there's two yeah there was the bits with um was it Vasquez and Drake yeah because they've got that they've got that bond and the story was apparently that they like grew up together in like a really horrible had like really horrible I was gonna say I knew they were, I knew the actors would come up with and some amazing got, backstories they got for their drafted, characters they got drafted for the marines um from like juvie like they were both in Borstal together and they basically got drafted to like cool. this this squad that no one really wanted to be part of because it's basically a suicide mission and they got mm. drafted into the marines from that but that's why they've got that connection yeah but someone was saying recently about is it Jeanette Goldstein who plays um Vasquez Vasquez um is that uh people have asked her year, uh, over the years so many times is she gay or straight or what the hell's going on and she was just like I never intentionally played it as either because Vasquez as a person would be like, well, that's none of your fucking business. Like, yeah, it's got yes. nothing to do uh, with yeah, absolutely. how well I can do my and job. That's ex- so. And that's exactly how she presents it as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even just that amazing line, like right at the start when you're just getting to know them, which is like, Vasquez, has anyone ever mistaken you for, for, for a man? <laughs> for a man? No, it's all about you. <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. Um, She's great. I, I think I've got to go with the squad from Aliens, though. Just in mm-hmm. terms of like who I would want to. If I if they were like we're doing a backstory we're doing a prequel mm. and it's about one of these squads I feel like I would definitely go with the alien squads. I just feel like they're more relatable even though yeah. they're not. They're more rounded nice as well. People. I think it's they're probably a little bit more deeper. Yeah. Than yeah. The Predator ones. I think Predator. I think it's just that just plays to my like lovely like oh, just action movie cheese. <laughs> but I do think like in terms of like the combat I think the um, the Predator squad probably had it a lot harder because. If you're in a jungle, you've got them coming at all sides. Where in um, Aliens, there's quite a few like like points where yeah, they like hold, they can hold them off yeah. and choke points and and like I think like we were chatting last night. There's that bit where they're all just like coming at them in that one room. I was like, they should just stay there, just like sat down, put the turrets up, and then we could just like funnel them all in. But then obviously start coming up through the floor, coming yeah. up through the floor, <laughs> coming down, down through, through the, the ceiling, ceiling which yeah. is terrifying. Absolutely but, terrifying. No, the the difference between when you think about Alien and you think about Predator, like you said, like Alien is so claustrophobic, yeah. and it adds to the tension. And then Predator has got that real like Expanse, Vietnam just, feeling, yeah. like you said, they could literally be coming from anywhere. And I never see Predator as a horror. Mm. Like I never see. That's funny. That's, like, that's funny because I was going to say one of the things we posted up on Instagram uh, at Behind the Sofa podcast or Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> just in case. Um, we were talking about we had a little like Instagram stories poll: is this mo- is Aliens yeah. a horror movie or is it an action movie? And it was perfectly split 50-50 between the votes. And I, I, I think that's pretty spot on because I feel like it takes some really, you know what I mean, like some really great action movie like tropes. It takes some really good horror movie tropes and it blends them like so seamlessly. For me, I've always thought that it kind of like 
treads slightly more towards the horror mm. but like Predator I see as like a I, I agree like see mm. as a straight up action movie yeah. I never think of Predator as a horror movie there's there's, um, there's bits in Predator where so this is coming from my mum so growing up with my, my parents my mum used to basically say that aliens and alien would scare her like to bits like she couldn't watch them she's like they honestly it was the scariest films mm-hmm. um, but Predator she only ever talked about like the flayed skin yeah that's all the bits that she ever remembered like mm. they, I don't think people were scared of the Predator no um, but in a- yeah, Aliens they are definitely incredible scary. design by H.R. Yeah. Geiger yeah. so so so, so, so but creepy I, I think as well the aliens lived in the dark yeah. And Predator is all during the daytime. Yeah. And even though he has that weird, you know what I mean, he can cloak so you can't see him properly. Oh, so when bad, you do when it? you do get to <laughs> when you do get to see him. It's like them shields in June, you know, yeah. takes the film out like. But when he's like a cold killer, whereas the aliens like like um, Hudson says he's just instinct animals, and survival. Really unpredictable. Yeah. Was and, it? And it's you never see them trying to fuck well. each other over for a profit. Yeah, for a percentage, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like I think it's like in the heads of, I guess you don't didn't really know that when Predator is out but he's just gone there to have some fun mm-hmm. yeah. you know I mean? he's gone there to hunt whereas the aliens will go to Earth and they will infest the whole planet and yeah, wipe it out so, so different I'm scales, a, isn't mm. I'm a massive insect and bug nerd so <laughs> when you look at Alien and Aliens it kind of really establishes the fact that they're very much like a hive mind colony set up they have the one kind of uh, queen that reproduces them all and they go through these larval stages. It's just like terrifying to to face hugger, then impregnate a host, and it's it's based on the the life cycle of certain parasitic wasps, mm. which will basically yeah, when a, a, a mature adult female, quite often with spiders, they will pin spiders. Uh, and inject them with their eggs. The eggs hatch. They eat their way through the spider or whatever animal it is and then come out like yeah. Like a chest burster. Like, like I, <laughs> I feel like all the listeners at home now are just like scratching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That spider in the corner, just double yeah. check it, yeah. But they were they were talking about the um like when they decided to do like the chest burst because you only get like one in this film, you get one in uh one in Alien? Yeah. Yeah, just Kay. one. We get two in two in this one. You get one in the sort we of like Rick, the Rick yeah, Ripley's dream sequence, yeah. which scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I, I looked it up because um, I was trying to work out that I would have been like, first time I watched this was the first time that it um, premiered on uh, on regular TV, which was in nineteen ninety, so I would have been nine, hmm. and I knew that it was on because I'd seen the adverts for it, and I was like this lady on the TV looks really tough and cool. I quite like to watch that. And it turned out that she did because Ripley is amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a TV in my room and I remember that I would, uh, like, I switched it on and I watched as much as I could stand of, like, the tension. And there wasn't really anything happening. It was just during these bits. And then I hit, would hit standby when it was too much. And then I'd go back again. And then I remember coming in like right at the very end where they're like chatting away to each other. You've got like uh, Ripley, Newt, and uh, Bishop, and they're chatting away. And then Bishop suddenly goes quiet and then just goes like milk (laughs) and yogurt crap coming out of his mouth. He gets ripped in half. And me at like nine years old, I don't know what this film's about. I didn't know that he was like uh, like like a synthetic or whatever. 
So I was just like, what's going is, on? I was like, why is there milk coming out of his mouth? How is he still alive and he's been ripped in half? I don't understand. He's made of macaroni. What and is I, was like, forever, I will forever remember that bit because I was just like, and, I, and we were talk, we've talked about before how films that you see when you're when you're young, probably too young to watch it, yeah. will stick with you and they'll mm. either become your favourites or the things that you're most terrified of. And I'm glad that this has become one of my favourites. What do you this guys? So we're not we're not reviewing this movie right now. Hmm. <laughs> do you prefer this or do you prefer Alien? Ooh. It's tough. It's tough. I think, in terms of being more tense and more scary, Alien. I think Alien is probably like a better standalone film. Alien is more like a horror. Yeah, but if you, if you could just have Alien action. and nothing else, and it's, yeah. it would be great. But if you wanted something to put on at any time to enjoy then aliens oh, that's, yes. that's sure. exactly that is, okay. is you, you can always tell that we're related because it's yeah. exactly what I was going to say I was, if you were saying like it's a Saturday night and I'm having a couple of beers what movie am I going to put on it's almost yeah. always going to be aliens Aliens. which sure. do I think yeah. is maybe better and definitely scarier it would be alien though well alien is higher up in the list yeah, yeah. I and, I, and exactly I think I do, I do think it's probably deserving of being higher up in the list I know we're doing a horror like a top 100 horror it's movies of all time horror. I mean this like I said I still agree with this being a horror movie or like a sci-fi horror survival horror yeah but mm-hmm. alien is like spot on horror it's like someone talked about before saying about between Terminator and Terminator 2 Terminator is more of a sci-fi horror and Terminator 2 is more of an action mm-hmm. but yeah, it's still sure. got the horrifying kind of that's, how, that's how he got the film I believe wasn't it David Cameron David Cameron not David Cameron James Cameron that's how he got the film though when the producer read the script for Terminator 2 mm. yeah was it not? There was no Terminator Terminator, Terminator yeah so they, they read this they read the script for Terminator and they were like oh, we're looking for someone to do uh, an alien sequel mm. and then he loved the script so much he said to him if the movie becomes a success then you can come on and direct aliens yeah. but did you guys hear um, why Ridley Scott like why they didn't approach Ridley Scott to do the sequel as well no no so I so I think this is a kind of like Hollywood story so whether they're 100% true or not who <laughs> knows but they did they didn't ask him apparently and he was really hurt by it he was like why didn't i don't know why they didn't approach me or didn't yeah, ask me baby, he was really. in the but he was in the middle did he of, not advise on the film or anything no so apparently he um was in the middle they were in post production on legend you know that tim curry as the big Devil, you know, I've seen that movie before. It's got Tom Cruise in yeah. it, right, as well. It's a mad film. Yeah, yeah, it's Very crazy. It's uh, so he was in the middle of post production like on Dungeon that. Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, and um, but the years before, I think a couple of years before, in '82, like Blade Runner had come out, and Blade Runner, as well as it's regarded nowadays was like not a massive success yeah. at the time mm-hmm. so the idea that they were going to really so crazy to think yeah I know <laughs> but it's like it's almost thinking of like Blade Runner 2049 now yeah. like all the accolades that movie got like you don't really hear about it like it wasn't like a massive success either but there you go so apparently um, yeah he was a bit he was like real not they didn't come and ask him no, and that surprised. was one of the reasons why but the um, but he did say that he was he had spoken to them previously about doing a movie and the movie was going to be like this the sequel that he had in mind for Alien was going to be basically Prometheus yeah so he yeah. was going to be mm. so it was going to be more about like the space jockey yeah. that we see in the, in in the first Alien and such a cool piece uh, yeah. of design 
honestly so one good. of my favourite pieces of design in any film I think when you yeah. see the space jockey and I remember seeing the original drawings by Geiger in an art book that mm. we did at school mm. do you remember that? I just think it just opened up what I liked about it just opens up so many questions yeah. that aren't explained because mm. you're like where's it come from what is it is it connected to the aliens race is it the aliens dad is yeah. it, you know I mean? does it drive them there's there's so many like different paths and where your imagination can go with that movie yeah um, I think that's what I like about those old those old films the most so here's here's my question to everyone at the table <laughs> if you could go back would you change it so that Ridley Scott made Prometheus <laughs> that at the time when he was making films of the quality of Alien and Blade Runner and legend to a lesser degree <laughs> but you know what I mean would you trade would you trade aliens for an a, for a Ridley Scott in his prime firing on all cylinders it's, Prometheus for me it's really really tricky I'd like to run like a parallel universe where both <laughs> where both, where both versions existed um, but me I personally don't mind Prometheus and the new alien uh, they're not obviously of the same calibre there's still some really interesting things and I think we're uh, best things they do is uh, Michael Fassbender as the um, yeah the synthetic, the synthetic mm. is amazing yeah. it's so good um, so there is they do have some good yeah, things that, but that yeah whistling, I, that wood whistling scene was different, yeah, right? incredible yeah. but I think yeah I would really like to see uh, Ridley Scott version but yeah but you gotta stay with aliens yeah mm. it's just so hard I, can't, I couldn't make it it's considered one of the greatest sequels of all time yeah I'd yeah. agree with that yeah. as well yeah, yeah. For sure. But I mean, it's, they were saying. Apart that, from Empire um, Strikes Back, yeah, yeah. there's definitely. Empire is the best. And. I was going to say um, uh, Last Jedi as well, which I feel like is one of the best sequels. <laughs> the Last time. Jedi. <laughs> Do not even get me started on The Last Jedi. Don't. That's an entirely different, different podcast we've got going. But no, they were. Um, I, I found it so interesting to read about, like, the. Um, like that it was actually quite a hard set or not like the crew basically because they filmed at Pinewood yeah. who have like a set crew that are there and just help with whatever film is being filmed on it rather than like the director bringing in their own crew and they had so many of them that were like fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott and was just like well who the fuck's this guy like we don't know who this is mm -hmm. um, like when James Cameron came in and he was just like yeah but I did Terminator and they're like well Terminator hasn't come out in the yeah, UK yeah, yeah. yet so we have no <laughs> idea what you can do <laughs> So he was trying to win them over. He organised a screening of Terminator so he could be like, look, like, see what I can do. You know, believe that I've got the skill and the love to do this, to do it justice. And so many of the crew just didn't bother turning up because they were really? so fucked. I like, they just did not like him at all. But loyal, like, yeah, yeah, loyal. seriously yeah. loyal. But they're all like angry, grizzled old like British yeah. guys who've been working in the film for like decades, and they're just like. Done this, this, this whippersnapper this bloody young there. yank coming in and <laughs> screwing it all up the one thing I would say though the continuity in terms of like the set design the costume and kind of that yeah that lo-fi feeling of it is mm. very what, from the true Nostromo? yeah it's very yeah, true you were asking last night the, yeah. the ship just popped into my head again yeah <laughs> but it's very true to Alien so he James Cameron oh, James Cameron didn't you know totally try and take it in a different direction and mess things no, no. up mm. like the little t small details which being a big nerd is always something that I pay mm. real attention I think to stuff like the sounds yeah the sounds the soundtrack I think yeah the soundtrack all those different like 
like the there's rifle, no, there's the no, rifle sound is yeah. iconic, and the and the beeping of the motion tracker yeah, as well, like, like those things. I can still, I you know, what I mean, I can picture those sound effects in, you know, they pop into my head as soon as I say it. Um, I think having that kind of like continuity of uh, of the crew from Alien onto Aliens is like so invaluable. Mm-hmm. Everything, every little detail you look at in that movie is so deliberate mm-hmm. um, and so well designed. Like mm-hmm. people are the absolute top of their game mm-hmm. uh, it just produce you know what I mean it's no wonder that they produce such a incredible incredible movie he was like firing people and stuff all over the place and James like, Cameron yeah was. and like his wife who was working on it as well at the time she was just like she'd have to like persuade them to come back in because hmm. apparently like we were saying earlier that like he's quite a difficult guy to work with like hmm. he's got a real vision yeah. but the talking about the like the score and the sounds and stuff I love that they use that like there's a lot of like hollow sounds and echo and mm-hmm. stuff like that but they u- he uses silence really well as well like there's moments where there's just literally nothing going mm. on and it just adds to it but it was James Horner who did the um, who did the soundtrack and he had to cobble it together really quickly because they just he just basically contacted him and was just like I want you to do this film and he was like oh okay I don't know what so like the bit where um, uh, the Nostromo is flying through space at the beginning yeah. is he just borrowed that from 2001 Space Odyssey mm-hmm. there's um, which is already a classical piece of music yeah, yeah. before it was used in 2001 and then it was used in this and yeah just like a whole bunch of other things that like he sort of like borrowed the basic tune from something else and then just changed it up a bit but I mean they used like the jump like jump scares and you get like going from silence to like a real intense like screech. Yeah. And it's and it just still makes me jump. Like all of them will still make me jump. One of my favourite parts, like I feel like maybe we'll go start going for like favourite moments mm. in a minute, but like I'll, if I just start off like one of my favourite bits is the, when the uh, the colonial marines go into the heat exchanger for the first time and it sort of like starts to go from being that like metal sci-fi to organic yeah to like yeah. organic and it's almost like they're going into like the belly of the beast almost like like the tunnels like turn into like it's, like it's almost like yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like so they're good. going down the throat you know what I mean and then all of a yes. sudden and, uh, and then just there's nothing scarier than that bit when you fir- when they you know they're like they're all around us they're all around us but no one can see anything and then the walls start Move. moving yeah. it's like oh, I fucking love it it's so good but they um, use like the POV cameras and stuff like the shoulder mounted uh, or like the helmet mounted yeah, cameras and all of that is just so good because everyone's just like shit just falls apart completely yeah. and it's just and, yeah. from, and from the point of view of the people in the squad as well yeah, so um, what about you guys what do you reckon like favourite moment I was thinking I'm just thinking of just like yeah just seeing like stuff like the people just stuck in the walls yeah. yeah that always that is like the horror because that's like I love that sort of horror like yeah. very thing to me do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Like, I just think like body just being like pulled apart and like stuck into stuff that's like in my head I find that really scary yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want it to happen to me no like, <laughs> like the, the running away from aliens and shooting aliens and like them jumping up that's nah, fine but like being stuck in a wall and having like an alien like popping out of you nah, that's <laughs> not my thing but I think like Queen Reveal is yes. I think, oh yeah from when like you... a like a tech tech like a like a makeup or whatever standpoint mm. i don't know but like when you see the teeth yeah and they're like mm-hmm. clear mm-hmm. and there's like 
goop just drift through the drip like it's just oh it's mad like, yeah. when, when you first see that sort of like uh, when you see her laying the eggs as well oh. yeah. and then you just have that slow pan across the whole sort of like, like where it's like pulsating and there's weird lights coming from inside the kind of like tube and then all of a sudden you just see her and she's like the first time you see her she's like face on as well mm-hmm. right and you can't it's one of those weird like abstract shots where you can't really tell what it is you're looking at because she's perfectly still and then all of a sudden she kind of rears her up her face appears like oh yeah her face yeah her face comes her out from sort of shield thing oh god it's and, so uh, fucking but good but she just looks like a giant spider yeah she's like sort of hunched like this like it looks like she's got like her legs out like that but that leads on to like one of my favourite scenes because there is literally no words spoken because obviously Ripley's not like gonna try and have a conversation with this creature apart from get away from her you bitch which yeah. is such a good line yeah. oh my god so many quotables um, it is um, but yeah like the whole uh, like nest scene where like she just suddenly stops and realises she's surrounded by alien eggs you'd just be like oh shit but she has like a silent conversation with her like she um, has the flamethrower and she like aims it away from the eggs but just fires it and you see the queen and the other aliens like freak out because obviously yeah, the fire yeah. freaks them mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and then she just slowly points them towards the guns and just looks at her like if you don't fucking let me go and call your like children off i'm gonna completely Flake. blast mm-hmm. all of your eggs and that's gonna be it and they kind of understand and they retreat mm. and it's so good because yeah. it shows that they are so they're like animals, woman to but woman they're sort of thing yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. it's like like two so mothers good. protecting their children yeah, right? yeah that it's matriarchal so scene yeah. Yeah, yeah but one other bit that I loved that I, I think it's on one of the deleted scenes but they never included it in this release but I would have loved to have seen it because we all know that Burke is just the worst yeah every a, time he's on he's scene every time he's on shit. set I'm like you're a dick um is that we see him like we don't really get the joy of seeing him getting completely decimated when yeah. the alien attacks him yeah that's the point actually yeah, it's, it's you just like, get the face it's just the, uh, yeah, yeah it's but just like the face it, it, almost think of like stuff like day of the dead yeah. where it's like where the bad guy gets their full comeuppance and i would yeah. love to have, to have seen like a the is there final, is there yeah. a deleted scene the deleted scene oh, is no on way. the on the blu-ray extras but it was never included in like the full thing um and james cameron just didn't like the way that it looked like the angle or whatever so he decided to keep it out but I would love to have, if he kept it in so basically when Ripley goes to get Newt and she's like walking through or whatever she walks past him and he or no back on the way back out when she's got Newt uh, she walks past him and he's alive he has been impregnated he says he can feel it moving around inside and he's like please help me she just silently without a word gives him a grenade and just keeps moving I'm that's like, cool. I would, I would love, love, to, I would love yeah. to see that. Yeah, love it was so good. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, the Toby? You've come up with one. Uh, it's really tricky because there's so many yeah, iconic moments in it. I think. Let's say power loader. Oh, the power loader yeah, fight. Yeah, the, the, the power loader fight is very, very cool. Um, but I think, again, it's got to be being the insect nerd that I am when, yeah, they discover the nest mm. and yeah. the queen reveal. Mm-hmm. And it's basically. Yeah, it kind of echoes and mirrors um, a wasp nest, an ant colony, or a termite mound, and that's the the whole queen reproducing is based on a termite mm. with a great big long. Yeah, yeah, and she's just churning out consistently, just like these replicas of herself, which then go and parasite. The sound is stuff. also yeah. gross. The sound like, is gross. 
Um, it's so good. And then when you see her kind of fully reveal, yeah, and she's kind of like this part scorpion, part spider, part dinosaur. I always think yeah. there's a bit of mantis in there as well, yeah, like the way the legs right, move. Yeah, a bit, little bit like a praying mantis. Um, and it's just, yeah, so, so cool. She's and so just good. the way, and then when she kind of pulls her away, herself away from kind of the setup that she's got the where she's the egg, just, yeah, 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 where yeah, she's like the egg sack detaches. Just, yeah, the egg sack detaches and she kind of like unhooks herself and starts moving. And it's, yeah, it's so freaky. Do and you, it looks awesome still, still yeah. looks so good. Yeah. Do you think that like Prometheus sort of took away a little bit of the mystery? behind the alien creature the xenomorph because when i remember watching aliens i was thinking is there like a xenomorph planet yeah is yeah. there like a xenomorph ultra queen do you know what i mean do they have their own sort of like way of doing things um but then prometheus they sort of basically come out as like a biological weapon that was created to like shut yeah that's kind of what's really implied sort of thing, it? Yeah. Yeah, is that david the the, the synthetic kind of Fassbender. Yeah, mm. Michael Fassbender kind of <coughs> designed them, didn't he? And mm. Mm. Through well, selective they... breeding, kind of created mm. this perfect weapon and then unleashed them on the engineers. Mm. But I think that goes back to Ridley Scott loves that kind of storytelling of beginnings. Yeah, mm. and it's very ancient purpose, aliens, isn't it? The mm. purpose. Of things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it was aliens. I'm not but... saying it was aliens, but it definitely was aliens. <laughs> actually discuss in in aliens was one of the bits that they cut out and they decided to put it in the in the special edition is where they're standing around talking about like well these things are impregnated like these these creatures like the face huggers which we haven't even talked about the face huggers yeah like, oh that fucking scene with with newt and ridley in, in the, the lab in the med so good so it's that was so that was my other other yeah, option yeah. for best yeah, that's really in intense film. but it was um uh, they were like, so the facehuggers attach, they impregnate you, they come out, the thing comes out of the chest, and then, like, what happens, like, what happens then? And they were, they then sort of decided to have that bit where they discussed, you know, like, about the big mama, like, yeah. the queen, and, you know, talking about it being, like, insects and stuff. But before that, they decided that what they were possibly going to do is that they were going to have, like, there was going to be one alien who turns a human into an egg somehow mm -hmm. and they were like well I think it was James Cameron was just like well that's going to be really difficult to try and explain yeah. on screen mm -hmm. so they decided to go with the egg laying kind of side mm -hmm. which I think makes more sense to yeah. me and the idea of having like a, an incredible like massive female who's really fucking angry the one thing that I so the one thing that occurred to me just on last night's rewatch was once they've churned through the 158 colonists and then I guess the marines as well they can't keep reproducing though can they because they no, need that they lay dormant so that's, that's the one yeah. thing I was thinking like when they had them like hooked up on the walls I was almost thinking like I wonder if there's a way that they keep the humans alive and almost like the was it like the, like the matrix like we were yeah. talking about before Post. where they just keep on having them as like baby farms basically and just keep on reproducing and like that but um, but yeah, I guess that's a that's a completely different movie. But there was a thing um, like where um, uh, people were asking, well, you know, like how did this start happening on like LV four twenty six? Because they were like, oh, you know, like people have been living there for decades and everything. Was basically um, like Ripley told her story, 
um, and then they and they'd been sort of working on like that side of the planet or you know whatever it is like building the the atmosphere and then they received the call from from the company yeah to go and check out this, these and coordinates that kicked everything off. and it was basically yeah. ripley telling her story about what happened and where it was yeah. that led them to go we'll send some people out there to go check it out which then woke them all up which mm-hmm. then led to newt's dad getting the face yeah, yeah. which then he brought back over here so they could test on the specimens and everything like that and then that led to mass yeah in- what, we, what happens now yeah, yeah um, so have you yeah go on and it's further refined in I think in Prometheus where uh, it's made airborne really yes and that is based on a very interesting reflection in nature which is the cordyceps fungus oh yeah where they grow out their faces and stuff which is this fungus which spores and becomes airborne basically infects a host and controls its brain and takes it somewhere it wants to go yeah and then releases the fungus which grows off the host yeah oh isn't that in aliens no it's not in prometheus yeah it is in prometheus what's the one after alien covenant yeah because they walk they're walking yeah no maybe right yeah yeah and they and they breathe it in but does that do they spout aliens out after that no but it changes their behavior doesn't it so they then oh they want to come into contact with other people so then it passes on and then they want to get in contact with the eggs i'm assuming Mm. There you go. I think so. Um, any anyone else got anything they want to say? Because there's one other bit I want us to chat about afterwards. But anyone else got any other bits they love, bits they want to talk about, focus on? The only bits that I was saying is like the amount of uh, James Cameron nods to Terminator that there are in this film. So like he is really good at what he does, but he knows that he's really good at what he <laughs> yeah, does, yeah. and he likes to tell people how good he is at what he does. Um, so like where they've got like they they're in uh, like the sort of company headquarters and stuff and you've got like kids running around and you've got one kid on a big wheel and I originally thought it was a shining reference but it's actually a Terminator reference um, and uh, I think there's like a couple of other bits like where Hudson is talking about his um, you know like oh we can take out anyone we've got all of this weaponry we've got this that and the other and he mentions like a phased plasma rifle which That's is from Terminator, in Terminator right? yeah. it's one of the guns he asked yeah. for <laughs> Just what you see in the wall, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's like there's loads of bits that he sort of you know like little uh, little nods and stuff. It was good, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, Alien Three. Fan? I like it. Is that the one with the it's prison planet? One? It's the prison, prison planet yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Which has got the shaved head. Uh, I've not seen it probably in about 15 years really yeah I need to probably re-polish I, it I do remember thinking it was pretty good though it goes back almost to like the to the original yeah. like it's a little bit more on that like horror it's got more of a horror slant to it I think I always think it was amazing they had like original the original idea because it's David Fincher as well like yeah. very oh. well, I think it might be even one of his first movies mm-hmm. um, but I always, I always remember there's like an amazing uh, story about like what the what the movie was going to be original originally so it wasn't going to be like a prison planet it was going to be like a monk like monastery planet and mm. everything was going to be wooden so it's almost like you know when they were talking about um talking of june i was mentioned june earlier on like the original yodorowsky june where it's like and even the david lynch one where like everything's like made out of like it's a, a crazy like carved wood mm. like palaces and things like that so they were talking about how the 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 uh Alien 3 was going to be set on like this weird monastery planet where it would be 
so different to like you know the, 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 yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like the steel and electrics for the, the very cool. world yeah I would love to have seen that um, cool but it'd be I, a period drama yeah that'd be, <laughs> that'd basically be, that'd be great Pride and Prejudice and Xenomorphs okay so I've got one question that I'd quite like to ask all of you go for it okay um, do you think that this film we've talked about the sets we've talked about the cast we've talked about the way that it was directed the way it looks the way it sounds do you think that it would be as popular if it was a male lead as opposed to a female ooh, ooh, controversial question mm. uh, I know the, the who do you think would you have as a male but lead but you think of like ah. yeah, Steven Seagal or something like that do you know what I mean like, yeah. just Arnie and it, I just don't then. think it would be but as it wouldn't be, yeah, I 100% no, agree but it wouldn't yeah. have anywhere it wouldn't have any, like the nuance of it no yeah She's like, yeah, no, you know I mean, you know that's I why think... for me, like Predator, like I know you already yeah. love Predator, but for me, Predator is like nowhere near like. as mm. good as a, if I was like ranking them, I'd have to put Alien side just because it's got those got like different, slightly different yeah. take on it, slightly different, you know, angle that they approach things from. They approach some of the things in this movie like from a mother's point of view, which yeah. I think is like no. something that's like really lacking mm. in a lot of horror movies, mm. having you know just like little twist on it. Which makes it like new and fresh. Yeah, Scorny Weaver is just so good as yeah, well in it. She's just incredible. the facial expressions, yeah. um, the looks she gives, just everything is so spot on. I think I think of the time as well. I think it's, it's really telling because I, I just think it's, there's this added element to the horror because of the vulnerability of her yeah. being a woman. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, not a gonna trained be a, soldier. A trained soldier, not going to be as strong as like a big beefy army. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like she's running and she's trying to do her best to get through it and that makes it more scary that yeah. makes it more of a victim and I think like I think it's one of the best roles um, ever in yeah. like movie history from a female actor so yeah. I think she actually smashed it yeah, but she is amazing I don't think it would be the same with a male now now I'm just trying to think of who would play Ripley in a in a male well, I think if it was like a male lead instead of Ripley who would it be Bruce That's, Willis yeah, I was going to say yeah, Bruce Willis that would be, that'd yeah. be a pretty good it'd shot be interesting to see but yeah you'd want someone you'd want someone relatable yeah you you wouldn't want you that's why want... I chose Bruce in uh, Die Hard yeah, yeah, just, exactly. just a normal, normal person dude, yeah. Yeah. yeah but that, um, I thought it was really funny so when they were like, oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> no but I, I leave her I... alone you bitch just <laughs> 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 imagine a cradling nuke just like pops her head off <laughs> with a bicep power loader what's that not the same but um James Cameron originally because between Alien and Aliens Sigourney Weaver had like got a few more like movies and, and stuff under her belt. She was a bit more like um, up. She had the cachet. To, yeah, compared Money. to how she was in Alien. So when they were like thinking about doing a sequel, they were like, "Well, she's asking like her people are asking for for more money and too much money in in a, in their mind." Um, and so James Cameron did a sneaky thing. He uh, called Arnie's agent. Um, who also knew, like, obviously they all know each other, who knew Sigourney Weaver's agent and was just, like, really just casually dropped it in the conversation, like, called him up for a chat and mm. did, like, a really casual, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I'm, like, working on the Alien sequel and, you know, everything else. And I'm thinking about just writing out the Ripley character altogether, basically. I put, oh, I thought and, you were um, going to say, I'm putting Arnie <laughs> in instead. Yeah, <laughs> like, but then, uh, Get then, to the load so, <laughs> I'm Ripley's husband. <laughs> so they, so John the, Ripley. <laughs> the, um, the, 
uh, agents ended up speaking to each other and then magically the agent like Sigourney Weaver's agent Dropped got in touch Dropped with yeah got in touch with the studio the studio were like right fine we need her on board we can't write her out give her oh. what she wants so and they that's took how they got her basically. <laughs> yeah, I was going to no, say. They, just, they didn't <laughs> drop the money. They actually said, oh, the, the, fine, the, the, we'll, they gave we'll agree to Oh, okay, that's yeah, all right. I thought it was going to be like, so <laughs> they browbeat her into taking it. No, they were just like, we cannot get her written out. They gaslighted her into taking less money. No, they just gave her, gave her what she was worth and she got like... Well, she's worth whatever, like whatever a, she got. She's worth that and more. What did she go on afterwards? Was it Ghostbusters before or after? We was Ghostbusters, 85 Ghostbusters. 83? So it's like between, I, yeah. yeah. Between I think that. We, all have, we all have phones and could look at IMDb right now, but I think Ghostbusters was after, it was definitely after Alien, wasn't it? But yeah. maybe before I, Alien. Yeah. Alien. I just always remember for like the Alien yeah. franchise, just like Ghostbusters was eighty four. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So it's yeah, so two years, two years before yeah. Aliens. She's actually. She's meant to be like quite like. Like you can see her at a few like events and comic cons and stuff like that. She's yeah. Really quite like not too hard to. Get a photo with. Or, no, the well, I can, I can stuff, have, she seems really approachable. But even just the fact that she's nice. come back and done other alien movies, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like some people you think they did the one and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm too good, I can't be doing yeah. that fucking alien movie. Come on, look <laughs> Come at me. On, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but at the end of the day, she has also, she's gone a different route to say, like Bruce Willis, where he keeps on churning out shit diehard movies even though he hates them yeah Yeah, I mean you can tell that she would only do an alien movie if she thought it was worth doing yeah (laughs) Yeah, I don't think like I said I think there are some people out there that will just take it just because but I think she's got a thing that there's a reason to do it yeah Um, so good cool she did Avatar as well didn't she yeah Yeah. Yeah. so she's done Cameron movies and stuff uh, for Avatar I think they were looking at like bringing in some of the other actors who were in Aliens but then they were just like we didn't want it to look like an Aliens I'll be reunion so, I'll be so disappointed if I heard that they were all in Avatar together yeah just like, not a fan like no it's just it's not like Hicks it's not Hudson <laughs> um, cool right anyone else got any any other bits and pieces they just want to chuck in before we uh, sign off I have like two go on okay so where we were talking earlier about like the aliens in events like when they're like escaping like uh, Ripley's following Newt and they're all like running through and like when um, uh, Vasquez and Gorman die and the, we said about like the aliens coming at them from the sides the way they filmed it so that they looked like the aliens were like literally like leaping down the mm. um, down the thing is they actually got the actors in the alien suits and they lowered them down a vertical shaft by their ankles and made it look and they had to act like they were like climbing sideways and then yeah we sort of saying weird about the sideways. way they move yeah but that makes it creepier yeah, yeah, right definitely, definitely makes creepy. it creepier and the bit that made me laugh the hardest is not in any in the film at all but it just made me laugh was uh, the Hungarian title of this film go on the name of the planet death <laughs> like colon <laughs> colon so, 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 death some 50s beaver and then uh, and then alien the Hungarian title for alien was the eighth passenger death and I was like the eighth passenger <laughs> <laughs> without the death bit you didn't need the death bit the eighth passenger no, sounds know. like the creepier yeah. as a space I like movie. it well, it depends if you knew how many passengers were actually on there. Yeah, it's because yeah, so like, there was well, actually eight. Yeah, the cash Jones. Jones. Oh, I think my probably addition would be just the effect the movie sort of had on my childhood and this culture at large. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember not even watching the movie as a kid, 
and going into like model shops and seeing like the NECA figures and yeah. like all the different types mm-hmm. and like being like that didn't even feature in the movie. So when yeah. I went eventually got to see the film, I was like, "Where's the white alien? Where's the yeah, like yeah, the yeah. red alien?" Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just thinking Grid, all sorts of stuff. Gridhead alien from the third one didn't even show up. Until the special <laughs> edition came out, yeah. and you're like, "What is that?" And like, yeah. But they used to advertise them on TV. Like yeah. as kids' toys. We, oh, you, yeah. and me, you and me definitely had some had alien action Yeah, I had the Mantis one. It was green. Yeah, considering it's never like showed an up in anything. Film, they no, were no. advertising it in the kids' toy it market. Quite, it was quite a big like kids thing. I remember that at the time. It was the it was the Jurassic Park toys. Mm-hmm. So like all the Lost World ones and the dinosaurs <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was like you'd have the alien toys. You'd have the flying alien. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? It's crazy to think about. Like imagine if now they were like. Oh yeah, we're going to bring out a toy line that's going to be in Toys R Us. It's based on Hereditary or something. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be like, no fucking way. There's no way. As a parent, that you'd be like, yeah, let me just buy. Was it an eighteen? Yeah, definitely. That yeah. seems like it's totally fine for my children. They just have. end up with us heading down to Toys R Us to be like, sweet, yeah. like, just go and buy all these toys. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, I think we're about wrapping it up now. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have you got anything you want to plug? Any Instas, socials, you wanna yeah, we'll stick them in the show notes as well. I'll just post, I'll post this up on my personal, so I'll just plug you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, was say, I feel like anyone that's We're listening, the plug I feel in. like anyone that's listening to this has come from Morgan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so cheers, bro. Uh, Toby, you got anything you wanna? No, just thanks very much for having me on. Been very interesting and uh, get me on for the shining. Yeah, <laughs> number two, mate. Yeah, that's, we were saying, well, we, saying aliens. Well, here's well here's alien another thing. Number four. Yeah, what have we got? What can we choose? What is there? Well, I was going to say, what, what are, of the lists? Give what other list. move? What other horror movies do you guys actually love? I know you. I'll be able to tell you. You know what I mean? Me and Toby right. talk horror movies all the time. I also yeah. feel like you and I have a really I similar taste similar. in horror in horror movies. Is there anything like coming up that you're like? I would love to, um, or anything you've seen recently that you that you have, have you done the blob. Really... No, that's not on it. That's got some really good special effects. Yeah. Have you done? Um... Oh, it's a really weird one. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Basically, is a friend of mine like Gary. You know, Gary Warner. Gary Warner. His favourite. Yeah, it was. Um... It's basically where it's like this monster land underneath a cemetery. God, no. And it ends up with basically it's like this race of monsters that all live underneath this cemetery. Oh, Monster Squad? Nah, it's no? something like Night Stalker or Night something. Mm. And they end up having a fight in the barn at the end. And it's just a <laughs> really. Here's the thing me and Kirsty are doing this podcast so we can learn about horror movies. Because I always think that we, like, we know a bit, but there are people out there who are 100% screaming at the speaker right now, just being like, It's this! It's this. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. right. I, I always remember that being quite an interesting one yeah. Um, but yeah anything that's like body horror like mm. Hellraiser and Hellraiser so the thing, we did, we did Hellraiser yeah. recently the thing, the thing, the thing is, is pretty high up so, you know so what I mean good. the thing for me is like I change it up all the time between like what are my favourites but the thing is consistently cons- up consistently there consistently up there in yeah. the top three it still looks amazing yeah. I still don't, I still don't think it, it's been beaten in terms no. of like special effects no. Toby's gonna berate me but I really like like the new wave of horrors, the um, the conjuring. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the first conjuring is pretty good. Yeah. I, th- I didn't like. I didn't love the, the second one, which Tosh. is the one where it's the one where they're kind of like in that sort of like swamp, the swamp house. And it's got the lady that's sort of like she's possessed, but she's like floating around in the cellar, 
Conjuring 2. Yeah, I think that's like the, the La Llorona one. Yeah. Oh, no, like I, Llorona, I think it might be the first one. I seem to remember that. And I think I've, I've only seen the first two Conjurings. Yeah. Tosh. Tosh. <laughs> Go on, Toby. You, you've I think got five. No, no hating. What, yeah. what were you suggested instead? What do you love? Uh, uh, the Shinings is the best. What, what new horrors? Like? Oh, new horrors. Um, I liked Hereditary. Yeah, but you know I what? Liked you know what I'm looking for in these really films? The Witch, the Witch is yeah, great. The Witch is awesome. But like, I really want these directors to start putting in like just like little faces. Like when I'm watching Hereditary, I'm looking, like, looking at the shadows and I'm I'm thinking, oh, there's something up there, mm. yeah. and there and there isn't. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. do you know what would be really cool if if you could just just see in like a shadow, just a little. Have you not seen um, the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Yes, I did. Well, I didn't. I didn't find it that scary. You'll oh, really? find all the faces. All the faces in the back. I don't even know them. Oh yeah, you got to yeah. go go back and watch yeah, it. That's like, great. Right, it's so good. But um. Yeah, we, we like the list itself is on. Uh, if you go to uh, behind the sofa podcast on Instagram, we've got it in our highlights, so you can skip through and see like the mm. full list. But what we were saying is that Alien, like compared to Aliens, which is at seventy-two, Alien is at number four mm. on the list. Interesting. With yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Shining, and The Exorcist, oh, like Texas Chainsaw ma- makes me sweat. That's number three. Like, yeah. I'm just sweating in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I remember it's watching all... that when I was just a little kid, and I was yeah. just actually, like, I was just drip dripping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sweaty movie as well, man. Like I still remember. I think back on those. Uh, I can so clearly remember the first time I watched certain movies, mm. and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is 100% one of those. A friend mm. of mine bought it at a horror convention before it would still because it was still Bad. a video nasty yeah. in in the UK at the time and I remember he bought a signed VHS signed by Gunnar Hansen the guy who plays Leatherface mm-hmm. and we watched it and it was in the afternoon like all of our mates <laughs> all of our mates were out and it was like beautiful sunny day you know what I mean like everyone like playing stickball and like <laughs> jumpers for goalposts and then there was like me and my like two sweaty mates watching <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I was fucking terrified and I remember my friend's uh, parents phoned up this other kid's mum and dad and they were like I can't believe that you have let my son watch a Texas Chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's some good that's some top notch parenting where but, does um, um, where does Event Horizon sit on the list or it it's not, not on the list it's not on the list no. I, that we, was a we film as a kid it. that really shook me yeah. up man. yeah so I, I, it's kind of like almost like a mix between like Alien and Hellraiser yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like it it's not my favourite there's some real they're getting into that 90s in that period in the 90s where it's like they've got to have that kind of like comic relief yeah character that yeah. guy like flies in on the jetpack and I'm like yeah, yeah no I'm not, I'm not into this yeah. I'm like there's a couple of really corny bits in it but look Larry Fishburne and uh, Sam Neill are so fucking good they are great. Yeah. I think um, um, I was I think for me I think maybe just it's the extra bits in the film that make the film for me so it's like not actually the fighting or the horror bits it's now as I'm older like watching um, The Exorcist and it's all the lead up I yeah, love yeah. I love probably the first 20-30 minutes of the film yeah just like, introductions like, you know yeah. you could it in sets terms the of the time s- and it sets yeah. the feel but you have in that terms in of, this you have it yeah. in Aliens as yeah. well yeah. Where, and you have that human the human side of it where they're meeting each other and learning about each other and everything else and it's just those bits are really important and they have like 
I think in a lot of the new horror films, they are still doing that to a, to a degree. The good ones. You get are. like yeah, yeah, you get that yeah. familiar feeling, so you feel like you are rooting for these people, and you want them to survive, and and you know like yeah. it's important to have that introduction there. Ground but, you into the world. Yeah, definitely. Because well, I think at some point there was a shift, like in the like at some point after like the third or fourth Friday the Thirteenth, where they were just like you know what these characters are really terrible and people the main people are turn reason people are turning up is to see them die in horrible <laughs> ways so sort of like they went away from this like let's make characters that you that are believable and characters that you root for and instead just make them like stock mm. you know what I mean like they might as well just like black yeah exactly Killing just like just, just meat for the grinder yeah. Um, but yeah like yeah like things like The Exorcist like the movie doesn't need like that first like ten minutes set in uh, no. Iran, but it but, but that stuff but I that love stuff that. that freaks Those, me out. Though. Yeah, mm. like, like anything unexplained. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Right. So what what have we got for next week then? Yeah, next week is going completely in the opposite direction. So we know that um, I think the earliest film that we've got on the list is 1920, and then we had ones that were going all the way up to like 2017, 2018. So we're really covering like the whole thing. Um, and this one was uh, this one is called The Old Dark House which came out in 1932 stars Boris Karloff and it's basically like um, a bunch of strangers who end up uh, staying with a family uh, like they, they get caught during like a thunderstorm in Wales Okay. so entirely different to yeah. aliens <laughs> um, yeah they get caught in a thunderstorm and they're forced to stay with this family who are a bunch of crazy weirdos headed up by Boris Karloff as like the alcoholic the father so <laughs> yeah so I'm really looking forward to it it's got like real you know like it's seen as like one of those like classics again like we were talking about with um, uh, Black Sunday recently was that you get to see where those horror not stereotypes but like, like those tropes. basic yeah, yeah, yeah. stories come from and that's why I love like watching some of the older ones, so we actually get to learn like about just the history of the of the genre. So I do feel like excited. just just uh, getting to watch these one hundred movies has been so fascinating. But the main thing, my main takeaway, is like just going back and looking at those older movies. Like some of them now, I'd consider to be like I'd watch that again, and yeah. I actually really love yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like Black Sabbath and Black Sunday. So I know they're both bad like Mario 60s. Barber, but still, yeah. like those for me, have like been the biggest revelation of watching all these new movies. So even like, like um, so we watched The Unknown, didn't we? Which was like yeah, 1920s, 1920s black and white silent movie, More. but incredible. Yeah, like, it was just great. facial expressions of like you know what I mean. There's you got knew be, exactly what was going on. There's got to be an economy to the dark, way they make a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? If you if you can't rely on hearing. Mm. you know people delivering dialogue you've got to do it in different ways and yeah. uh, yeah, that's that amazing. Mm. cool yeah. so, so thank you everyone for listening um thank you everyone for being here yeah and, uh, make sure you go on and uh get us on at behind the sofa podcast on instagram and facebook we're doing some fun stuff over there we're doing lots of polls and stuff like that recently mm -hmm. we've got a shop kirsty tell us about the shop yeah so we've only got a few bits and pieces in there for now but hopefully we're building up a collection of uh collectible items like branded uh products and things that are we've got some hellraiser stuff some texas chainsaw massacre stuff yeah um and i stuck beetlejuice in there even though it's not on the list <laughs> but it is one of my favorites so <laughs> Um, so yeah go and check it out uh, and you can also watch the trailer for Aliens if you just wanted to watch it it's actually a remastered version of the original that someone did when it came out in um, like 
HD, they took the original trailer and basically clipped the bits out of the HD film and put it together to make an HD trailer. Some nerd did that, I love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so if you go to uh, tinyurl.com slash watch aliens trailer, then you'll be able to watch that and uh, get excited and watch the film again because we highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, so. definitely. But like, if you're like, if this is the first episode you've listened to, make sure you go back and listen to the episode zero, um, where we basically set out the list, like top one hundred list. Um, every week, every, every Monday, Monday, we'll be having new new reviews coming out. Um, and yeah, just if you've got a strong feeling about a movie, you want to leave us a little review. Uh, just message us and uh, yeah, yeah let us know yeah thanks um, so much cool so from behind the sofa good night cheers guys <laughs>